You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's episode, Major League Baseball tries to avoid overwhelming popularity. Pitchers who benefited from a low batting average on balls in play in 2020, and a trade to analyze. Let's start with this. The Universal DH was so popular in 2020, naturally. Major League Baseball isn't going to keep it for 2021, or at least that's what they've told teams to operate under, the assumption that there will not be one. I grew up with one league having the DH, so it's not some wild adjustment on my part to go back to that. But having a DH in both the American League and National League sure seemed to be a really popular development. People have had enough of pitchers flailing away helplessly at the plate. In 2019, for example, pitchers hit a collective 128 with 24 home runs in 4,557 at-bats, or about a home run every 200 at-bats or so. Who wants to see more of that? The one reason that I might tolerate this decision is if it's an attempt to make it more difficult for teams to bring in a new reliever every inning after the fifth. I'm not sure it has any kind of hindering effect, but if it means one more roster spot for someone who can legitimately hit when a pinch hitter is needed or capably field a position, well, I could consider it. But I think baseball people probably misjudge, or worse, don't care, that fans in general really aren't interested in the strategy of things like double switches. That's for the diehards, and you already have them. And again, personally, I'm okay with it, but I would never use it as a lure to get someone to pay attention to the game. It's a bridge too far for many. And hey, if Major League Baseball is so wildly successful they can afford to ignore the popular opinion, then more power to them. I have my doubts, though. Anyway, in my most recent podcast, I've looked at unsustainable batting average on balls in play on both ends of the spectrum and the likelihood that those hitters and pitchers will have their luck change in 2021. So, which brings me to today and looking at pitchers who had a good batting average on balls and play luck in 2020, and whether or not that could cause some some amount of trouble for them in 2021. It's important to note that the spread of unsustainability isn't nearly as wide for pitchers as it is for hitters. Um, You know, when looking at the extremes since 2000, Over a significant sample for hitters, the range was between 247 batting average on balls in play and 355. For pitchers since 2000, say a minimum of 750 innings, the range is about between 260 and 320. In part, this is because one pitcher faces an entire lineup of hitters, which increases the sample size and diversity of the talent involved. Uh, You know, Tyler Clippard is the, the standard bearer here for a uh, low batting average on balls in play over over a long haul at 239. But then there's Chris Young at 255, Joe Nathan 261, Mariano Rivera 263, Marco Estrada 264, uh, Clayton Kershaw's in the top 10 at 269. So any pitchers that are way outside of that range, and this is already, that's the bottom end, uh, they're working in unsustainable territory. And uh, considering we're already dealing with the results of a two-month season, uh, there should be even more unsustainable performances. So generally, I would say exercise caution when valuing players based on the shortened season, uh, but especially so 
uh, if these players have uh, a really unsustainable batting average on balls in play. So here are the pitchers who had the lowest batting average on balls in play in 2020. We'll start with Seattle's Justin Dunn. The rookie rookie stranded more than 82% of his base runners. While his 4.34 ERA seemed respectable, he was kind of propped up by a 179 batting average on balls in play. I mean, it's it's for real, but his batting average on balls in play in double A in 2019 was 314. So I'm I'm inclined to believe Dunn was just very fortunate in his 10 starts for the Mariners. Houston's Christian Javier, a 194 batting average on balls in play. He made the most of his opportunity after Justin Verlander's season-ending injury. And Javier had a 3.48 ERA, 0.99 whip in 54 and a third innings. That's very promising. Uh, and it builds on his really strong minor league track record, which admittedly included a lower than average batting average on balls in play. But come on, he's not going to keep it uh, this low, under 200. Uh, so Javier will have to hope that he can continue to improve and maybe bring down the home run fly ball rate as a counterbalance to what will likely be a higher batting average on balls in play next season. Colorado's Ryan Castellani, uh, a rookie who made nine starts for the Rockies. He had a 5.82 ERA and 1.45 whip. You know, you'll be forgiven if that didn't draw your interest in fantasy. But he also did that with a super low 207 batting average on balls in play. So don't get fooled into thinking that he'll surely improve in his sophomore season. He might, uh, but it's a steep statistical hill for Castellani to climb. Minnesota's Kenta Maeda was one of the great success stories of 2020. Came over from the Dodgers and was so good for the Twins, he was a Cy Young finalist in the American League. He was very good, that's undeniable. But Maeda also benefited from a career-low batting average on balls in play of 208. That's well below his career mark of 273. He could very well be a quality starting pitcher again next season, but I'd be wary if you think he's going to be a perennial Cy Young guy, because that's probably not the case. Cincinnati's Trevor Bauer. Another pitcher who had a career year. Bauer is, of course, legitimately good, uh, but he had a 1.73 ERA and a 0.79 whip. That isn't a realistic, sustainable level of performance for anyone, let alone Bauer. His career batting average on balls in play is 294, which is around league average, uh, and that's after it was 215 in 2020. Basically, Bauer's 2020 season was just too good to be true over the long haul. Baltimore's John Means was surprisingly effective in 2019 and then stumbled through 10 starts in 2020, finishing with a 4.53 ERA despite a 0.98 whip. That whip is a function of his 216 batting average on balls in play, but means also allowed a dozen home runs in a little more than 43 innings. Maybe he could keep more balls in the yard next season, but he's likely to give up more hits on the balls that do stay in play. Coming up next, more pitchers that had a lower batting average on balls in play in 2020 and a closer on the move. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have a bunch of great flavors. My favorites, peanut butter brownie and salted caramel. But they're all low-fat, low-carb, and high-protein, all in a convenient bar. They've added six new flavors. It's caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. I've been trying to shed quarantine pounds at an outdoor boot camp for the past couple of months, and I've had some success. But I leaned right into it with Built Bar as part of my post-workout routine to give my muscles the protein boost they need. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. 
and enjoy the best protein bar on the planet. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to fire off an email, send it to lockedonfantasybaseball at gmail.com. So let's continue with more pitchers that had a depressed batting average and balls in play in 2020. We'll go to the New York Yankees, Southpaw J.A. Happ, with a 223 batting average on balls in play. The now 38-year-old, he had a 3.47 ERA in 2020, his second lowest of the past decade. His 1.05 whip was a career low. Hap's a free agent now, and surely there will be teams that would take him, take him on for a year, but you know, they should tread carefully. He's not going to have a 223 batting average on balls in play again. It's far and away the lowest of his career, even though he does have a respectable 286 batting average on balls in play throughout his career. There were few pitchers more surprisingly effective in 2020 than Cleveland's Zach Plesak, 25-year-old who'd been modestly uh, effective in 2019 while benefiting from a 255 batting average on balls in play. That was already relatively low. But then Plesak kicked it up a notch in 2020, holding opponents to a 224 batting average on balls in play. And that helped him finish with a 2.28 ERA and a 0.80 whip in eight starts. Remember, he missed some starts for a COVID-19 protocol violation. If it needs to be repeated, 2020 was a small sample, so it's already unlikely that a player can duplicate those outlier results in a full season. But it's even more fraught when Plesak is sitting on a 246 batting average on balls in play through his first 29 Major League starts. You know, regression comes for us all, and it may be coming for Zach Plesak. The Dodgers' Clayton Kershaw, speaking of outliers, most pitchers are hovering in the 290 to 300 range in terms of batting average on balls in play allowed. But then there's Kershaw. The Dodgers' longtime ace, who has a 269 batting average on balls in play for his career after a career low 232 in 2020. His rookie season, 2008, was the only time that Kershaw had a batting average on balls in play higher than 281. So it's reasonable to expect him to be better than average in this respect. It's not as reasonable to expect him to keep hanging in the 230s. Chicago Cubs 29 year old Alec Mills uh, started a career high 11 games in 2020, and it didn't hurt his case to have that 233 batting average on balls in play because he still finished with a 4.4 ADRA despite a 1.16 whip. Mills may be a viable major league starter, but that ERA combined with that batting average on balls in play, one that is likely to go up next season, that makes Mills pretty risky in fantasy for next year. Uh, Kansas City's Brad Keller. Well, the Royals have more exciting young pitchers. Guys will strike people out, for example. 25-year-old Keller had a ridiculously effective 2020 season. In nine starts, he had a 2.47 ERA and 1.02 whip. But again, had a 233 batting average on balls in play that really worked in his favor, especially considering his career batting average on balls in play is 280, and he just doesn't miss a lot of bats. So losing that luck on the balls that are in play could have some consequences. Washington's Eric Fetty, 27-year-old, has been a swing role for the Nats for a few years and seemed respectable in 2020 with a 4.29 ERA but he had a 1.37 whip despite a 233 batting average on balls in play. I would still consider Fetty a fringe starter for a major league team, and that's not nearly good enough for fantasy owners. Mets rookie lefty David Peterson was effective, had a 3.44 ERA and 1.21 whip, but it was thanks in part to a 233 batting average on balls in play, and that's not something he can likely maintain. In double-A ball in 2019, Peterson had a 340 batting average on balls in play, which is too high, but that shows the kind of fluctuation I'm talking about here. 23-year-old Dodgers fireballer Dustin May had a 2.57 ERA despite a 4.62 fielding independent pitching, thanks in part to that 234 batting average on balls in play. 
His batting average on balls in play in 2019 as a rookie was 316. So it's probably fair to expect some give back for May next season. Finally, San Diego's Dinelson Lamette. Fourth in National League Cy Young voting, Lamette is a legit ace, partly because the man can miss bats. But his 2020 results were especially great. He had a 2.09 ERA, 0.86 whip, because the balls in play weren't successful. Lamette's batting average on balls in play in 2019 was 311. So 2021 could bring him a little bit more difficult time. Before I wrap it up today, Los Angeles Angels taking closer Rizal Iglesias in a trade with the Cincinnati Reds for a player to be named later. Glacius is a good end-of-game option. 2020, he had a 2.74 ERA, 0.91 whip, and 12.1 strikeouts per nine, saving eight games and winning four in his 22 appearances for the Reds. Glacius has been worth 7.6 Fangraphs war in six major league seasons. His 1.1 Fangraphs war in 2020 would have worked out to the most valuable of his career by quite a lot if prorated over a full season. He will join an Angels team that desperately wants to be more competitive in 2021, and it gives the Angels a stronghold on the Iglesias market, having acquired Jose Iglesias from Baltimore last week. Now, Rysel Iglesias is entering the final year of his contract with a $9.25 million salary. It's not an awful salary for a competent closer. It's also the kind of thing that a cost-conscious teams were, are going to avoid. Uh, they can rotate through other power arms at the end of games, and the, they won't cost as much. Uh, depending on who the Reds might add this offseason, Amir Garrett could be the leading contender to get a look in that role after a couple of really strong seasons in a setup role for Cincinnati. So that will do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with more stats for offseason prep and hopefully more deals to analyze uh, out of the virtual winter meetings. There were some signs of movement uh, last week and again today, so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. And now, I've also been doing these off-season pods for quite a while now, and you can go back and bang them out quickly. Uh, I listen to my podcasts at double time, so you can get through these in seven, eight minutes. And they're basically evergreen. There's uh, not a lot that has happened since the season ended uh, that will change the content uh, of the statistical analysis that uh, you should be able to use as you get ready for 2021. So find this podcast, subscribe, and rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Tell your smart device, play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Say hi to Sully while you're there. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.